Welcome to the Coach's Nook, your weekly boost of coaching caffeine. I'm Anna Maria. I'm Vicenta. We are two certified professional coaches who are passionate about helping people move towards the life that they want to lead. Every episode, we'll be sharing practical tools and techniques that are easy enough to implement right away so you can experience the impact of coaching for yourself. Grab your favorite drink and join us for the conversation. Hello everyone, this is Anna Maria. Hello, this is Jacinta. In today's podcast, we are speaking about self-care. And what we'll be speaking about is what is self-care, what self-care is not, three tips to self-care, checklists for self-care, and things to keep in mind. What exactly is self-care? Self-care is an activity that we do in order to take of our mental, emotional, and our physical needs. Although it's simple to think about, it's something we often overlook. Good self-care is good for our for our soul, it's good for our heart, and it's good for our body. It improves our mood, reduces anxiety, and makes us more joyful. It also helps us relate better to one another, to ourselves and and others. One of the things that I love doing and that has been rather challenging during this COVID time is connecting with friends and family. It's been quite difficult. I have been using the telephone basically to connect with friends and family and texting. Now that the restrictions have been lifted somewhat here in Toronto, I did go out for brunch with my sister the other day. We sat outside on the patio and tried to maintain some sort of distance. And it was lovely. It was lovely to be out in the open air. It was lovely to connect with the server at the restaurant. And it was lovely to connect with my sister after several months of being physically cut off. And we need that sort of thing in our lives to take care of ourselves. In fact, it was through coaching that I realized just how much taking care of myself was important. And in fact, I actually had to write it down on a card, take care of yourself in order to take care of others, because I wasn't really paying attention to that part. I was taking care of others. I have an elderly uncle who lives with me. But I wasn't really looking at what brought me joy or what refueled me or replenished me. So it was very important for me. It's like that oxygen mask. You put on the oxygen mask first 
And they deliberately tell you that because that is not our instinct. Our instinct is to help others. You put on the oxygen mask first in order to help others. So it's very important to take care of yourself. And so for me, self-care is just doing things that bring me joy. And one of the things is connecting. Yes, I can really relate to that connection. And I've had to learn self-care, especially being in a senior HR role in corporate. I did not make self-care a priority. So I'm going to talk about what self-care is not. Self-care is something that shouldn't be forced. Rather, it should be something that we do for ourselves naturally, and it brings us joy. And it definitely is not selfish to practice self-care, and a lot of people do still feel it's selfish. I know that's true coming from a European background, Italian, especially my mother was everybody else first before herself. So that is something that I also had to learn, that it isn't selfish. And we knowing what we need to take care of others, we, we also have to take care of ourselves. And this brings me to an example with my parents where my father had Parkinson's and my mom kept him at home for the longest time, which he probably should have been in a nursing home or in the hospital, but she insisted on taking care of him that she actually collapsed and had to go to um, the hospital in um, an ambulance to rest a couple of days while we found uh, someone else to take care of him for that time. And it, it, like it happened yesterday, I could hear my mom say, oh, the only time that I went to the hospital by ambulance, I don't even remember. So that was something that we all kind of laughed at, even though it was a serious situation. Wow. It, in hindsight, it, it does sound funny. At the same time, though, it just really brings up the point that you can give yourself so much and then you don't have anything left and you actually collapse. It's very interesting how, as a caregiver, she herself had to be hospitalized in order to get some rest. And Mm -hmm. that is not an unusual situation. Oftentimes, caregivers do burn out. We have here uh, three tips to self-care. And the first tip is go through your day. Be mindful, be aware, what brings you joy, what replenishes you, what refuels you, and then throughout the day, just check in with yourself, and eventually, you will find your own rhythm and your own routine. So this isn't about listening to someone else tell you what self-care is, this is about finding the rhythm in your own self, in your own heart, in your own body, in your own mind. And so find your rhythm, and over time, 
you'll be able to identify different forms of self-care that work for you. So that inner voice is very important and that mindfulness and that awareness. And be also aware that what works for someone else may not necessarily work for you. So you have to find that thing or things that refuel and replenish you. Another thing that self-care doesn't necessarily come naturally. I mean, I had to have that card saying, take care of yourself in order to take care of others. You have to think about it. That's what I was talking about, about being aware of during the day, what you would like to do, implementing it, making it a routine, and you have to make it as though it is a conscious choice. Put it down on the calendar. If you think that watching uh, a comedy on a Friday night brings you joy, mark it down on your calendar. I know, Anna Maria, you mentioned sitting down on a Friday night with your husband and having some popcorn handy that mm -hmm. fills you up. So an example like that. And then make it a point, commit to it. And also look for other opportunities where you can practice more self-care. I mentioned awareness before, and really that is key. Being aware of what your needs are. Knowing what your needs are, it's not selfish. If you think that an activity you're doing is self-care. Think about it. Be aware of what you're doing, why you're doing it, how it feels, and what the outcomes are. So for example, when I mentioned going out for brunch with my sister, I was feeling fulfilled afterwards because it was something that I value, which is connection and Connecting with my sister is important to me. So that to me was part of self-care. I also like eating out and eating out in the open air after being cooped up at, at home for a, a few months. That was a nice change. So that really replenished me. Anna Maria, do you have anything you'd like to add? Actually, those tips are very, very important, and thank you for sharing those with us. And I agree, the awareness piece is key. And it's key in a lot of things that we do, that we are aware of our feelings, our thoughts, and why we do things. So I want to talk about things that we can do for self-care, almost like a checklist. And again, I'd like to reiterate that it's different for everybody. These are just some ideas and some that you may be thinking, oh, that's a no-brainer, such as eating healthy or getting enough sleep. I don't know about you guys, but my sweet spot eight hours, and I try to get that. And now that I'm not doing the corporate life and um, building my coaching business, I'm consciously trying to get my eight hours, and I feel great about that. And also exercise. 
which I always knew you need to exercise regularly. And these last six months, um, not going into the, you know, corporate world or the office, I have been able to exercise Monday to Friday, and I've done that because I've got an accountability buddy that she's also working from home. So every morning at 7.30, we exercise over Zoom, which has been great, and I'm actually quite proud of myself that I'm actually exercising that much because I've never been able to do that. Good for and you. Another, yeah, thank you. And another thing is that no list which is opposite of a to-do list. So it's not checking emails off hours. And that's another thing I don't miss because I was answering email that night on the weekend. But truth be told, I do do it again. I do it still because running the business, you don't want to miss that email. However, because I am building the business, they aren't that often. Hopefully they will become more regular as the bill my business grows. But you know, for those of you that are listening, control the emails and when you answer them. And not attending meetings you don't want to go to. That I love because I'm the one that sets my meetings, so I don't have to go to any I don't want. So that's been really, really sweet. And also another thing is to go to regular medical checkups. Go to the dentist every six months. Have your annual physical. Those are really, really important things. It may be something that you think is a no-brainer, but it is important to point out that those regular checkups are very important. Yeah, that is so important. And you know, at one point, I used to think that flossing my teeth was self-care and going to the dentist every six months was self-care. And that was it. That was part of my physical health, but I didn't think about replenishing or taking care of my emotional and mental health. And I could see that there were times when it's like that boiling pot, when you don't take care of yourself, that the pot of stress and anxiety um, and all sorts of negative emotions just boil over and eventually, whoo, it goes through the roots. So now that I've really been intentional in taking care of myself first to take care of others, that hasn't happened so much. But yeah, I mean, flossing my teeth was part of my self-care, and that was one of the few things I did for self-care. And that is so silly because as you were giving out your checklist, Anna Maria, there are other items on my checklist that we can all do, or at least one or two items that will resonate with our listeners. And that is relaxation exercises, uh, practicing meditation or prayer, spending time with loved ones. I loved my visit with my elderly aunt the other day. We actually spent an hour on her couch and that was so lovely because before that we I would only have a 10 minute conversation outside her porch six feet apart and it just felt so so unfulfilling and honestly it, it almost felt like 
an unloving gesture, but I know, I know that it was a loving gesture because I did it for the greater good. I did it for her health and for my health as well. So um, doing at least one relaxing activity every day that can be going for a walk or spending time reading or listening to music. Do at least one pleasurable activity every day. With my Uncle John at home, it's almost a, a ritual where every day for six days out of the week, at seven o'clock, we'll sit to, down together in the living room and watch Wheel of Fortune. And at 7.30, we'll watch Jeopardy the, together. And to me, that is our quality time together because before COVID hit, I was working and out of the house. And then when COVID hit, I was home, but I wasn't around him very much. So I still make it that ritual, seven to eight, it's sitting down in the living room with Uncle John. So we do that, uh, apart from the meals we have together as well. But that's one thing that we do. And it's fun. I love Wheel of Fortune and I love Jeopardy. And another thing on the checklist is looking for opportunities to laugh. I love getting giddy and silly with my daughter. In fact, last night we were sitting in the back porch and we were just being funny and, you know, you get the, the laugh and it's a real hearty laugh and it gets out so much tension. And for me, that is part of self-care. And so I would say it's important to go about your day and see if you could set aside a couple of weeks and see how you feel. Give yourself two weeks to be aware of your feelings, to be aware of self-care, to implement some things that we discussed, and send us an email, see, see how you did. So th things to keep in mind as we're winding down on this podcast. First of all, know that you're human and that you need to refuel and replenish, whatever that looks like for you, okay? Recognize that. Also, do a gratitude journal. Be grateful for things that you have in your life and write them down. Get enough sleep. Reach out to friends and family if that's what refuels. If connecting with friends and family refuels and replenishes you. Be aware of and acknowledge and validate your feelings. You know, in this time of COVID, it's so easy to put our stress and anxiety under the carpet and just coping. Well, part of self-care is putting those feelings out there and talking to someone who will say, you know, who will support you, uh, no matter who that is, if it's a friend or a loved one or someone in your church community, just talk to them and say, you know, I'm feeling very anxious or I'm feeling um, quite stressed. Talk to them. Work things out. The only way 
that you're going to really take care of yourself is to work things out. And that is acknowledging that you have feelings, that you are human, and that it's okay to have those feelings. You don't necessarily have to um, act on those feelings. If you're feeling anxious, it's okay. If you're feeling angry, that's okay. And just talk about it. What do you think, Anna Maria? We can't talk enough about acknowledging and validating. That is so important. It's going to come up in many of our podcasts because it just fits so nicely in all the different topics. So I can't reiterate that enough. Yeah, it gives uh, people permission to, to feel what they're feeling. You know, oftentimes, coming from a European background, it was, oh, well, you know, get over it. Go on, move on to the next thing. And I'll give you something to cry about. You know, why are you crying? I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I that, can really... that ring a bell? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, of course. So um, being able to acknowledge that you even have feelings. I mean, we're human for heaven's sakes. We are supposed to have feelings. It's very natural. I'm going to add a few more items. Turning off the news, especially at this time of COVID-19, very depressing. The media sometimes blows things out of proportion. And what is that serving you, really? Practice the pause. I did a video on that recently. When you're in doubt, Pause, when you're angry, pause, when you're tired, pause, when you're stressed, pause. And when you pause, chances are you're going to reflect and or pray to choose how to react to the situation. That's really powerful. Find quiet time. Even if it's for 10 minutes, some people don't, but try to unplug. Read books that you've been meaning to read. And anything that brings you joy or make small deposits in your account. Dr. James Garrett of Brains by Design, he did a course and he talks about this and he calls it bigger, better offers. So give yourself bigger, better offers, whatever the small thing can be. It could be an ice cream. You know, you love ice cream so much and you don't eat it as often as you would like because you're watching calories, but give yourself an ice cream. Make yourself a deposit. Yes, a resiliency, right? It's for resiliency. Absolutely. Exactly. And then also, you know, now in the time of COVID again, Zoom. I Zoom with family and friends that are out of town because we're not exactly that anxious to travel right now. So Zoom is the next best thing. So those are other few things that one can do for themselves. So Seth and I are curious to know what comes to mind for you, the listener. If you have any comments, you can send us a an email or visit our website. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Yes, we would love to hear from you, listener. And we're just about ending our podcast. So to summarize, we talked about what is self-care, what self-care is not, three tips to self-care, a checklist for self-care, 
and things to keep in mind about self-care. So as we sign off, we would like to mention that our next episode will be on the worry habit. so much for listening to the coach's nook with me anna maria and me vicenta if you liked what you heard please hit subscribe and share it with your family and friends and if you want more information or to schedule a private coaching session with either one of us please check the show notes on how to reach us we'd love to hear from you remember Never lose sight of where you want to be, which leads me to a quote from an unknown author that we both love. Hold the vision, trust the process. Until next time.